IBUK Talk, the Insurance Business UK podcast. This episode is presented in partnership with Genesis. Incremental changes can make the real difference to improving the customer experience over time. How can the InsurTech market be supported going forward and how can businesses approach technology so that it fundamentally improves their services and allows them to stay competitive? To discuss this and more, we are joined by Andre Symes, co-CEO of Genesis. Hello and welcome to the latest instalment of IB Talk, the insurance industry podcast brought to you by Insurance Business. My name is Mia Wallace, Senior News Editor at Insurance Business UK, and today our topic of discussion is what 2022 looks set to bring the insurtech sector. And who better to have on hand to answer that very question than Andre Symes, co-CEO of the insurance software giant Genesis. Many thanks for joining me here today, Andre. Thank you for having me, Mia. It's great to speak to you again, and I think a good starting point for this discussion is looking at where the insurtech sector stands going into 2022, and I wondered if you could provide an overview of this, Andre. Well, I think that the, the, the insurtech sector keeps surprising us year on year. Every year we predict that the bubble is going to slow down, but going into 2022, we have just come off the back of the first time that the insurtech sector has raised more than $10 billion in investment. That's up from $7 billion the year before. So right now it's looking really optimistic for people that are wanting to use technology to improve the insurance world. Well, it certainly sounds like InsurTech's had quite a windfall of the year, and I wondered if you could outline any other key developments that have marked 2021 as a landmark year for InsurTech. Some of the, the, the areas that uh, make me personally quite excited beyond the, 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 the level of investment into InsurTech space is the shape of that investment. Um, you know, during the infancy of InsurTech, we saw a lot of investment going into customer acquisition, front-end developments, and it was almost like a gold rush to let's see how quickly we can get as many customers on board as possible. But as the sector is starting to mature, we are seeing some of that investment move into the servicing of those customers. And we see that with, you know, uh, some of the really good deals that were done this year, bought by many, Zego, CFC, all of some really, really good investments. And um, they are just looking after their customers better. And you can see that they're utilizing the investments to actually create a better customer experience uh, rather than simply just trying to get as many customers as possible. And that's that's really cool. I think some of the other things that are also indicating that we are busy maturing is that, you know, we've kind of gone through this investment cycle with a couple of people, you know, IPOing, you know, Hippo, Oscar, Root, have all listed recently. Um, but I think also if you start looking at how their share prices uh, you know, are reflecting in the markets at the moment, some people probably have some apprehension to InsurTex listing at the moment. Uh, we've also seen uh, some other uh, uh, um, InsurTex trying to go to market via SPAC listings. That seems to have slowed down a bit, which is all indicative of a maturing market, which is rather exciting. Absolutely. And it's really interesting you mentioned that focus on customer experience as one of the key elements of this year. And is that something that you are expecting to see across the sector? Uh, absolutely. And again, what's indicative about that is the shape and, and the flavor of the investment types. We're seeing fewer and fewer uh, investments going into startups. 
that are specifically geared towards customer acquisition, but rather we are seeing the deal sizes of the investments uh, in InsurTech increasing. So fewer deals, bigger deals, all about retaining customers rather than customer acquisition. No, thank you for that perspective. And it's really interesting to see the opportunities and the challenges that have impacted the space over the last 12 months. And from your viewpoint, what would you consider the greatest successes, not to mention some of the key failures that 2021 has brought for this sector? Uh, From a success point of view, I think the biggest success is the market realizing what its purpose is. Previously, I think uh, a lot of the insurtech industry and crowd thought of themselves as the Formula One of the insurtechs or of the insurance world. And whilst that is the case, a lot of the investment would go into technologies that couldn't be utilized at scale. Uh, so it might be a boring view, but my, I think the biggest win that we've got from this year is realizing that we need to potentially pull back a little bit and see not just to innovate for the sake of innovation, but rather to see what innovation can we take to market on scale to start impacting people on a broader a broader view. Um, some of the failures, I think that some of the biggest failures, we're going to still see these realizing in the next 12 to 24 months, is some of the valuations that the insurtechs are raising capital at. Some of these valuations are simply unrealistic and unsustainable. Um, and I think we're going to see ourselves in a perpetual cycle of continuous raising to try and, uh, uh, you know, meet some of those those expectations of shareholders. Uh, some of the valuations really are too high to be sustainable, and someone's going to have to end up paying for that sooner or later. No, fantastic. Thank you very much. And it's really interesting from what you said, this last year has clearly opened up some new pathways in the sector, whether that's less focus on startups or greater investment or a focus on innovation in the right places. And do you think that the new year is likely to continue this direction of travel? Yes, absolutely. No, nothing is indicating that anything is going to change in the short term. Um, you know, and, and it's particularly a calendar year ending is not going to change any of the flavor. I believe that the market is moving in the right direction. We're seeing a very natural maturing of the insure tech space. We are seeing people adopting technology to actually solve a business problem rather than technology for the sake of technology, which is always the 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 way that it goes about in the beginning of hype cycles everybody gets super excited buzzwords ai blockchain big data telematics etc all all swings around until we kind of settle on something that is generally usable um so i think 2022 is going to be um very much 2021 times two um but potentially with a sprinkling of more technology flavor on 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 some of the other areas i think particularly in the b2b space you know, we've now got the customers coming to InsurTech. InsurTechs are challenging the incumbents on customer acquisition. And now it's going to be about how do the businesses and the ecosystems in the InsurTech space start supporting each other uh, um, to, to maintain the customer experience through the policy lifecycle. No, fantastic. And obviously, you've given us a, a great insight into what's happened in the market in 2021. And I'm not asking you to use any previously unrealized gift for prophecy here. But if you were going to make some key predictions on the main developments that you think 2022 is likely to bring for insurtechs, what would those be? Well, technology continues to accelerate at an exponential rate. Um, um, and we all, we all know that. And therefore, it's going to start reducing the cost of technology. So the only predictions that I really have for 2022 is that as the technology costs reduce, more people will start adopting technology to improve their business. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to stop short of using the word transform because technology doesn't transform businesses. It should just improve a business as it is. I do think that without 
going down the buzzword bingo role, we're probably going to see quite a bit more artificial intelligence and machine learning coming into play because there's a lot of focus on that. And that is one of the areas where there's exponential uh, um, development in tech that can be consumed and adopted in existing businesses rather well, uh, that, that particular area. I've also said for quite some time um, that, you know, we're probably going to be seeing a little bit more collaboration with big technology. And we are seeing that with, with some of the fangs coming into the space, collabing a bit more, some of them launching their own insurance. We're seeing the likes of the self-driving car, uh, people in some of the EVs, you know, with some of the new risks that are coming out of that space, creating their own covers as they understand their risks better. Um, so nothing, nothing fundamentally different. Uh, but I think yeah, I think that it sums up quite nicely. Fantastic, and I know that Genesis does a lot of really interesting work in this space, and it seems like it's a exciting year that's ahead for these insure tech businesses. So, how is Genesis Prime to support insure techs in seizing the opportunities that the new year will have to offer? Yeah, that's a great question. So, Genesis acts. So, if you if you had to picture someone walking through a candy shop and you have all of these little shelves where you can do a pick and mix type of candy situation, Genesis is purely the packet that you can put the various candy pieces into. So, the way that Genesis will support the insure tech market going forward and the people that want to use technology is that if you use a Genesis platform, you can walk around and go, Oh, I want a little bit of data augmentation. Oh, I want a bit of a, um, a fraud analysis. I want a better customer experience. And whilst Genesis doesn't necessarily provide all of that out of the box, what we do do is provide the fundamental policy and claims administration out of the box. Customers can then walk around the insure tech landscape picking the best of breed ecosystem partners that they want and creating their own ecosystem via our rich API layer. Fantastic. And I know it's something that we've discussed in the past, but looking towards businesses not using tech for tech's sake or innovation for innovation's sake. And from your perspective, how can you nudge businesses into using the right tech to improve their services? I think that is a, a mistake that us technology providers often make. We kind of shoot ourselves in the foot by always talking about what the art of the possible is. You know, we talk about how do you create a fully digital insurance uh, uh, provider that can, you know, from customer acquisition all the way through to claims fulfillment, have zero touch of, you know, with humans in place. Most people don't want that. They simply want to have the existing insurance done a little bit better. So I think what we need to do is to pull back our messaging a bit and go, well, instead of trying to take customers from A all the way to step J, let's go through step B, C, and D first. Um, and, you know, not to try and oversell what technology can do. Because remember, we are all just humans buying insurance from other humans. Uh, and we need to appreciate that we can't take people through this exponential technology phase. We actually have to walk this journey together and simply use the really cool ticket we have developed to just do what we did last year a little bit better next year. And if we can just improve insurance a little bit each year through digital enhancement and through technology, well, then we're all winning. It goes back to your point about improving rather than transforming businesses, I suppose. Absolutely, that is the case. We always talk about this massive transformation that can happen, and it can happen. And we saw it happening with, with you know how we shifted to work from home uh, last year during the COVID uh, original lockdowns. But there is no need, there is no Uber moment coming for insurance. And I know that's a massive statement to make, but you know I think what we have seen now is that the way to improve insurance is incremental. 
not through a massive change. The only way we are going to see a massive change in insurance is if we get to a point where big tech comes in and it actually removes insurance completely through complete risk mitigation. You know, if we have a situation, and I'm talking massive hypotheticals now, where we can manage risk to a point where claims don't actually need to be paid out, well, then all of a sudden, what's the point of having insurance? No, that's a really excellent point, actually. And from the conversations that you're having across the industry, do you think that the, there's an increased recognition of the need for this to occur at an incremental pace? Absolutely. We, we see that through people you know, talking to us about how do they improve their businesses through technology. We also see it through our um, you know, professional consulting partners, all looking for answers and solutions to incremental increases or changes within organizations to improve them. And I must say, what is really exciting is that the majority of the people talking to us don't talk to us about how do they reduce operational costs through automation. They're all looking at how do we use technology to complement the existing staff uh, um, complement to just improve customer experience. And that's the really exciting part is that if you can use technology to improve the customer experience, you can use technology to improve broker advice. You then have people having a better buying experience and also a better insurance experience. And without laying anything positive at the feet of COVID-19, but do you think that the tumult of the last 18 months has led to that shift in conversations? It, it has in two different camps. I think we spoke about it previously where some people adopted the, the, the digital path sooner than others. And we are now seeing those businesses and their trajectories diverge a little bit where the people that adopted technology 18 months ago are their businesses are continuing to grow. And those who are still a little bit more analog are starting to slow down a little bit as they're still trying to grapple with the digital world. So I think that what we'll probably see is that as we see the more analog businesses and the bricks and mortar businesses falling further and further behind the digital uh, enabled businesses, some people will start making those jumps a little bit uh, um, you know, sooner rather than later. And they're going to have to. They're going to have to adapt if they want to stay competitive. Brilliant. Thank you for that, Andre. And, and given your role, it's clear you have a very unique perspective on this space. And overall, and I'm aware that this is a very broad question, are you positive about the future of InsureTech? I'm positive about the future of insurance in general because of what InsureTech is doing to insurance. While InsureTech hasn't necessarily taken a massive chunk out of the lunch of insurance, it is making uh, the, the larger insurance groups see that innovation is the way to go, that we have to start looking at how do we sell to the emerging uh, policy buyers. You know, selling an annual policy isn't just the way to go anymore. We need modularized insurance. We need usage-based insurance on demand. And also, quite importantly, we, we start seeing that we potentially need to start selling uh, more than just insurance to the insurance customer base, which is which is exciting. So I'm super positive about how InsureTech is influencing the general insurance market. I must say, after a particularly difficult year, it's definitely nice to hear a bit of positive thinking. And, and for people who'd like to hear a bit more of that, what's the best way to get in contact with you and the Genesis team? Uh, just visit our website, uh, www.genesistech.com. All the info about us is there, uh, and then we can have further conversations. And I think what's important also is that we aren't just here to sell platforms. We are really here to have more conversations, non-agenda-based conversations about how do we improve insurance. So anybody that wants to have a chat about how to improve insurance can reach out to us on the website. Fantastic. It's great to have those general conversations and to get a feel for where the lie of the land is, I guess. Absolutely.
Brilliant. And I must say, as always, it's been a, a real delight, Andre. And thank you so much for your time and insights and for speaking with IB Talk today. Thank you very much. And we're always happy to chat. And for everybody listening, many thanks for joining us. And I look forward to welcoming you back next time here on IB Talk. Thank you for listening to this episode of IB UK Talk. For more from Andre and the team at Genesis, visit them at genesistech.com. That's genesistech.com for more. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts.